What are you drinking? All right, we are, we're actually recording, so we might as well jump in. Yeah, do it. All right, so we're here with uh, Mike Nelson from Panhead Brewing in New Zealand. Mike, welcome. Thank you. Um, we've just finished playing cricket as well, Dave. We've been playing for four or four hours. Let's not mention it. Had a few beers. We had a sweat going. So if we sound I like tired, to mention the wins, but the losses, I don't want to talk about <laughs> so much. Yeah, we didn't win. Yeah, the is that team. the second time in the right? Is that no, no? We no. had a, a, a fantastic victory last year, ah. and we were humbled this year. So, um, ah. so in twelve months' time, we're going to reclaim the title, yeah. basically. Um, so, Mike, firstly, welcome to Australia. Welcome Thank to you. Melbourne. Well, what brings you here? So we come over here basically. Um, so Panhead is, you know, obviously, you know, Australia needs a, a, a lot of great beer. Um, so we thought we'd bring a lot of, a lot of great beer and what we do and you know our, our whole kind of philosophy into Australia and um, let Australians, you know, have a little bit of us. So, but this weekend was just about you know catching up with our team over here and, you know, enjoying the culture because, you know, apart from, you know, we are from New Zealand, but, you know, like we want to be included in, in the Australian, you know, beer culture and the brewing world and, you know, we, you know, it's, it's such a good little community here that, you know, we, we want to be a part of it. Mm. I think at the moment um, in the Australian culture of beer, the New Zealand beers are a very important part of it. Uh, so how did you start your relationship? Because you're brewing at Temple, is that right? Yeah, yeah, we are brewing uh, our keg beer at Temple. Cool. Um, how, how did that come about? Um, well, it was uh, basically, you know, you can you can imagine how hard it is to to, to, to part with one hundred and fifty dollars. You know, that's what a keg costs. You know, so you send a, a keg of you know fifty. Australia's got some weird laws around thirty liter kegs, so we can put them in plastic. But all of a sudden, our beer is unattainable to everyone. Um, you know, and on a price point, so it's not much point having great beer and selling it for thirty dollars a pot or a pint. You know, it's for us, it's about you know having great beer at a good price point so everyone can enjoy it. So for us, you know, that whole shipping over in a fifty liter, trying to you know sending a, a keg of beer that's probably only worth you know a little over one hundred and fifty bucks. You know. Um, over here and losing that kind of money on a keg, it, it wasn't really worth it. It just didn't make no sense. Um, and then we sort of um, thought about it and thought, oh, you know, who's got, who might have some capacity? And at that time, Temple um, were just changing over. And man, that brewery is bloody flash. It's a nice you know, place, It's right? a really <laughs> nice place. And, you know, I thought, geez, if, I, if there's anywhere I wanted to brew on a nice brewery, you know, it'd be there, you know, and that place can make some fantastic beer. So, um, you know, we hit them up and, you know, they were more than happy to facilitate our, um, you know, wants, needs and desires, so to speak. And, you know, it just happened and it's such a great relationship and they're doing a pretty good, bloody good job with our beer too. So that all helps as well. You've also had a, a bit of a relationship with Rockwell and Sons as well. Yeah. Uh, you guys brewed a beer for them, is that right? Yeah, so we, um, Manu and Casey, they... Um, Make some pretty badass food, and they kind yeah, fried of fried um, chicken, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they uh, they kind of fit what I like about food, you know. Being a big fat guy myself, and a bit of fried chicken and beer and burgers, you know, it's it's you know it's a nice little relationship. So you know, we started chatting to them, and they're saying, "Oh, we're coming over to Wellington," and I was like, "Oh, okay," because they'd done a pop up restaurant and um, on for good beer, uh, not at good beer, Vana, yeah, at Bevana. Well, it's a, it's a whole. Um, Wellington on a plate it's a big food week so they came over for that and showcased their burgers and we're like well man if we have the opportunity what better goes with um, beer than IPA 
uh, burgers than IPA. So we made a, a beer for them called, um, well, we let them know, Boss Hog, you know. It's uh, it's quite a good play on what we are, you know, Panhead. You know, there's a bit of a relationship with that and an old uh, hog engine and what they are, Rockwell. You know, their big emblems are, are, are hog. So they come up with Boss Hog and, and that sort of sounded pretty badass. So we had to make it with... Uh, um, a pretty badass beer, so uh, we made uh, Boss Hog, which was we never used the hops before. El Dorado Legacy um, made the beer, and yeah, it was fantastic. Got a golden best in class at the New Zealand Beer Awards, and so we brewed that twice now and sent a little bit over to them, and uh, it's, it was it was pretty bloody cool, really. Talking about um, Boss Hog, and you know, you said your, your motorbikes motor and Panhead's got a motorbike sort of connotation, yeah. right? Does that come from Harley-Davidson's? or? I think it, it's a slang term for a Harley-Davidson engine. Yeah, right. From back in the 20s and And all, your, all and your branding kind of has that rev head motor. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that, you know, does that sort of re- reflect you? Yeah, I think it does. We um, So we're, we're in the, from the Hutt Valley and, like, obviously Bogans are quite different to Bogans back in New Zealand. I think you might call them rev heads or whatever like that, but you know, like there's a good, good little relationship between what we do in the garages and what we do in, in beer. You know, we take a, we take something and create something that we think is freaking awesome. You know, and it's the same as what we do in the in the in the beer world. We make um, beer that is, you know, is supposed to fit a style, but make it awesome. You know, so you know, it's just a good relationship between um, customising cars and bikes to. To customising, you know, beers. And you, um, you had a tasting at True Brew today, is that right? And um, yeah, yeah. Did you uh, bring over the? I saw a goes mentioned. Yeah, did that so make we, it over. So we brewed. So we come over to um, to True Brew. Anton invited us around. So I thought, oh shit, you know, we just brewed these beers uh, for for our local uh, local rag, the Dom Post, and their 150th anniversary, and they kind of challenged us to match. Um, four beers with four stories that, you know, were headlines back from, you know, in the 1800s right through to to now. So um, there was one um, called Earl's Revolver, which was a guy, uh, the the, the uh, uh, editor of the Dom Post, and he was a bit of a lunatic, really, and used to keep a loaded revolver in his desk. And so we made a, a smoked owl, like a, the old smoking revolver, the one that never, he never got to unload, you know, so made a nice rice smoked, uh, uh, rice, uh, smoked owl with it. Do you know what Earl's paranoia was that he had to keep a revolver in his desk? Oh, he used to drink a lot of whiskey, so. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. I'd say, uh, but there was, yeah, there was some crazy other stories around it and, um, yeah, it's quite long and shit, pretty interesting, you know, that was, he was, yeah, if you, if you read the, if you, well, obviously Australia won't get to read the story, but you know, there's there's quite a lot behind it. And it's quite quite interesting. What a great way to uh, come up with beer as well. Like, Too right. You know, yeah, yeah. Here's a story. Brew a beer for that story. Yeah, yeah, and then they had another one quite right, and it was between um, uh, 400 um, New Zealand and uh, American troops um, that fought out and basically killed each other during um, World War Two, and. It was the right that never got posted. No one said anything about it. And they were bashing each other and hitting each other over the head with baseball bats and knives and stabbings. And it was called the Quiet Riot, you know. And um, we brewed a, a, a barrel-aged, uh, well, uh, oak-aged um, American strong bitter ale for it because, you know, they, those Americans are always bitter about something. <laughs> so, so, 
It's got to be an American bitter ale aged with oak like the, uh, the, the, the ones that are probably getting hit over their heads by the, uh, by the Kiwis. So one of those. And then another one was uh, Culture Vulture, which, which um, was to do with Sesqui 1990, which was some like world expo that was an absolute flop. So we brewed a, a goose beer with it that, um, you know, cultured up with uh, a couple of strains of uh, lactobacillus that we sailed, uh, sailed, sailed a work with and uh, fermented that out and added light cheese and um, salt to it to kind of balance it out. You know, so it's like a play on salt and sour and sweet, kind mm. of like, you, you know, you'd think Thai, but it's not, doesn't taste like Thai. It's, it's really unique and it's actually you know, really refreshing and kind of turned a lot of heads today at uh, mm. True Brew. Did you bring it along with you now? No, uh, unfortunately, uh, we were, yeah, we uh, we bought over three bottles of it and, um, yeah, two of them actually smashed in transit out of oh. all the beers. You know, we bought a whole swag of beers, but for some reason, two of um, those beers in different suitcases and packs got broken. Unfortunate, so, yeah. Yeah. So when a festival like Gab's comes along and says, can you please brew us a unique beer to showcase? Yes. How do you sort of approach it? Because, I mean, you came out with something like Worst Rise of the Behemoth. Oh, sorry, what was it called? The uh, Black, Black, Black Sabbath yeah. beer, which is a huge, huge beer. Yeah. And it was amazing. But it's got to be a risk, right, when something like that for a one-off event? Or yeah. Did not care? Well, shit, I would have liked to be able to... Uh, you know, keep it back maybe, and because yeah, we obviously didn't get much money for the beer, and it's quite sought after now. And <laughs> but in hindsight, you know, it was still good. You know, at least have you brewed it again? Yeah, we yeah we we have, but um, we've aged it in bourbon barrels. Fantastic. So twelve-year-old um, Elijah Craig barrels from the states, and it's sitting in barrel now. And hopefully, in the next uh, three months, we'll be able to bring it. Was Black Sabbath last time? Now it's Bourbon Sabbath. Cool. Yeah. So were they hard to get hold of those barrels? Yeah, they were really hard. We were fortunate enough to work, uh, to have, um, when we first started actually, um, Matt Brindleson from Firestone Walker come over and brew a beer with us and Stu from Yeasty Boys and um, we were Engelbert Pumpernickel and he was telling us about, you know, well, I already knew about what they'd done, but, you know, with all their barrel-aged beers. and They do some amazing barrels, yeah, those guys, right? Yeah, so I thought, oh, geez, I might hit Matt up and ask him... Uh, where, where we can actually get some bourbon barrels from. And he put me in, um, in contact with Tom Griffin and Griffith, Griffin, or, and he is pr- supposedly sorts out, you know, he is the bourbon dealer over in the States. He gets all the good bourbon barrels. Um, and he was fortunate enough to, and to give us 16 bourbon barrels. And, you know, and he's, he seems like he's quite a, like a matriarch or patriarch of uh, the bourbon barrel and the, the, the barrel. And, you know, like I've been emailing him and, <laughs> texting him all the time and asking for an invoice for the barrels and still haven't got it, you know. And yeah, right. I just want to give him the money. It's, uh, it's, you know, like what we're tasting out of the barrel is fantastic and it's, it feels a crime. I do. I just, you know, I need to get a hold of me. It's so hard to get a hold of. Is that um, amazing and also like a reflection of current beer that you can meet someone from the States and you get hooked up with some barrels out of it? And yeah, yeah. It's um, what an awesome time, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, it's you know, we're like that's what I mean. You know, it's like a one big community. You know, and that's why we got to you know support one another. You know, because we're all in a big campaign to you know make better beer. You know, we're all you know brothers in arms, so to speak, or sisters in arms. Um, you know, we all got to we just help each other out. Mm. What do you love right now? What do I love right yeah. now? 
I'm drawing this APA pretty pretty much right now. Which, and, uh, which one did you get? Uh, you obviously know? our one, but um, <laughs> but hey, I've tried quite a few beers over here so far, and for for pale ales, it's you know it's um, you know I think Temple are doing a really good job with our APA, but um, I tried um, last night, Garrett. Um, Bought us a kung fu um, oh, rice, rice lager, lager. Yeah, and yeah. I was bloody thirsty, you know. And the time was right; we were good company, and that's exactly um, the right time dinner, to have that it beer. Was, yeah. it was just the right time, and I was drinking it. it. Had a fantastic citrusy nose, and I was, you know, just walked up a, 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 a elevator to get in, and I uh, thought I needed a beer, and had that, and um, yeah, it was perfect. That's a, that's so, a good beer from friends of our show, Two Brothers Brewery. Yeah, um, yeah it's a good beer. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah. Now, I really enjoyed your stand at Beavana uh, when I was over there in Wellington. Um, you guys had a, a clear, you know, there was a, almost like a shop front, a tattoo shop, right? Yeah. Um, and there was a queue going, like, out the door, basically. Yeah. Was that, A, what, what did you come up with, sort of getting a tattoo shop? Yeah. Sort of aesthetic, and B, was that exciting to see that queue? Yeah, so basically it started with, um, we have a, a, a fantastic designer, Simon Morse, and we're really fortunate enough to be able to work with him and keep him on board, and, you know, we were sitting around um, having a couple of beers one time, and we thought, shit, what's important to us? And, you know, like, beer makes up 50% of what we do here, you know, in the brewery, and fun makes up a lot more of it, so... You know, it was just like, shit, you know. Simon does a fantastic job, you know. It's all about creativity with us. So that's why we're customer ales. You know, why not support, you know, you know, a guy who is, you know, creative and, you know, is just a badass dude. So we just thought, hey, what better than a tattoo shop? Let's have Simon in there doing some tattoos and... Um, selling a bit of beer it's what we're into it's you know it's what we do and you guys like at that time what six months eight months old or? yeah at the time we were oh no at that time we were 12 months 12 old months. we launched that beer vana 2013 oh, before, yeah. so the year after that we um but yeah. looking around like the only cues that you saw were garage projects yeasty boys and panhead yeah. and yeah you know, i think it was a testament to the breweries that are doing the, the best and most interesting things uh, in, in New Zealand at the time and to be you know up there with Garage Project and Yeasty Boys is like I was so impressed to see that that kind yeah, of yeah yeah it's um it's kind of humbling in a way you know like we look up to you know um, Pete and Joss what they're doing at um, Garage Project and Stu and Sam at Yeasty Boys and their whole family that does it and it, it, it's, it's pretty cool you know it's um you know our intentions wasn't to be you know, um, you know, all we all we really want to do is just make fantastic beer and let people enjoy our experience, and you know, cut out all the bullshit in between. Just let's have some beer and have, let's have some fun. You know, that's what it's all about. What does something like um, uh, Bivana do for day-to-day operations at Panhead? Pretty much nothing. Nothing at all. It basically, gets in the way of production, <laughs> so to speak. But you know. We, we, we realise that, so what are you going to do, you know? Uh, so are you going to moat there? So, you know, like basically, as I said, you know, it, it, it is kind of good for us in a way to, you know, showcase what we do. But, you know, at the end of the day, we were just there to have a bit of fun, you know? And do, you know, like if we could sit there and, you know, some people wanted our beer and, you know, wanted to drink our beer and have a bit of fun, you know, we were more than happy with that, you know? It's Every time I went to go to the Panhead stand... 
uh, there was too much of a crowd and I just went next door was the car scale stand I just drank car scale so yeah, yeah. I would have liked to try your beers yeah. there but it was yeah too busy which yeah. um, tough yeah. life huh you yeah, yeah, yeah. car scale yeah. well, it, which is why Beervan is so great and I think it's um, why New Zealand's so great for beer like I love going home and you know I'm from I'm from the west coast and south island and go home in the local supermarket I can get I think your beers Garage Project beers Tuatara beers um, Epic beers all in my local supermarket and exciting and I don't think we, we don't quite have that here in Australia. Definitely not. Yeah. Mm. So I understand that um, there aren't many venues uh, that you can access that are bigger than the concourse of Westpac Stadium at the moment but do you feel that there's more growth to be done with Bivana as it is in this current state? Because um, I feel like I see more Australians going over year by year. Everyone I know is going over and surely there must be more Kiwi is going over there. Yeah, it is. You know, I think it is probably more foreigners going to Beervana, you know, like that's increasing. But um, it's really tough in Wellington, you know. There's no rural venue that can hold a lot of people. And um, a lot of the cases that, you know, we, we only really have our stadium that can hold a lot of people. And, you know, at that time of the year, a howling suddenly comes through and it can be flipping freezing. And we've got to keep the doors open and... You know, it's not, you know, for, for what they do, they get a bloody good number of people, you know, and we can't help but think that, um, you know, possibly, you know, if, if there was a venue in Wellington, it could be a lot bigger and a lot better. So um, it's probably more of a challenge to the Wellington Council to sure. find us a spot to, to hold it, you know, and, you know, showcase more. But, yeah, it feels like we're hindered by that, you know, and I think Bevana would be better for that, you know. And I hope it doesn't move away from Wellington, but, um, you know, if we can't find a venue... You've got to go where... Going to Wellington as a beer lover right now is so exciting. Like, you can't stumble for finding a good beer. I guess that, like, like more than Westpac Stadium concourse, it's just that the greater Wellington scene is just so good that it's got to be there, surely, right? Exactly. I I think so, you know, but um, I think... You know, if we could get a bigger venue and a better venue, it, it would be better, you know. And, and I hope it doesn't leave New Zealand, uh, Wellington, I should say to speak. But And I think, um, you know, the bars thrive on Beervana, you know, because I've heard of, you know, like Australians, Americans coming over and they'll do one session, they'll do Friday, um, Friday morning at Beervana, and then the rest of the time they just spend in the bars and cafes and that around Wellington because but you can stay in the CBD Wellington and just access everything yeah. in walking distance it's yeah. magnificent and there's breweries there's a couple of breweries in walking distance too so you know it's a fantastic opportunity and a, a, great, and a you know a great spot are you in a, are you enjoying what you're doing right now oh hell yeah I couldn't think of anything better you know like we're sitting here having a beer <laughs> you know it's, it's, uh, it like, makes all the hard work during the week a lot you know more plausible and more fun you know <laughs> Do you, do you guys feel that your position in uh, in the, the Hutt Valley is a great spot for you, given that it's not in the hubbub of madness that it's Wellington, but you can get your beers out there whenever you want and get all that benefit? Yeah. And you can have your own little oasis of the Hutt Valley to... Well, I'm not going to say it's no um, realm or, or no um, you know, place of sanity or whatever. It's just chaos where we are. <laughs> You know, well, especially in the brewery, you step out of the brewery and it's like, well, it's like a, oh, no oasis. But, um, 
you know, it is it's, it is good for us on the sense that, you know, like um, when we started, you know, it was, you know, as you do in business, you know, you're quite, everyone's risk adverse and you don't want to spend a lot of money and, you know, is it going to go good for you, is it not, you know, will it work, will people want to drink my beer or are they going to tell me I'm shit, you know, and so we had all those little crying thoughts and thought, you know, what what's important to us and, you know, was making really good beer, you know, having facilities around us, having, you know, access to the, the, the things, you know, water and power that, you know, if it did go good, you know, we, we had access to. Um, if it was, you know, um, you know, rent, you know, the rent was cheaper. Um, all those little things, you know, that made a business more viable to do so. So all of it, all of those sort of stacked up and made our beer more accessible, you know, like, we didn't have to charge out as much, you know. We could put more into our beer. We could do this. We could do that. So we moved out, you know, out to the burbs, so to speak. And, you know, we just concentrated on making really good beer and getting it out there and, you know, having a price point that everyone could enjoy it and, you know, make beer what our beer is beer, you know. And it's, I think that's a better cause than, um, you know, going into a city and spending a lot of money and, you know, beer costing a lot of money and making it un unaccessible for everyone else. Now, 2015, what are we looking forward to in uh, the Panhead range? Is there anything new coming yeah, out? Yeah, so it's quite an exciting time um, for us. Um, we're in a position now where we've outgrown basically what we what we thought we were going to do in five years. So now we're basically yeah, wow, we're okay. round one yeah. again. So back, back at the battling stage. So... For us, I think we, we're in the pipeline. We've got, um, you know, we've got our, a new bottling line arriving at the end of April. We should have our new bottling line, uh, canning line um, installed, our, well, a temporary canning line installed in um, end of March. Um, then we should have our new canning line installed by the end of uh, May, um, which probably will, uh, you know, you know, probably fall like last year with all our new tanks arriving at Gabs. <laughs> so. Um, but, you know, we'll probably we'll have our new canning line in place, so we're going to have cans. Um, so which of your beers will you put in cans? Uh, new range. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So a whole bunch of new range of beers. Cool. So, um, things from, like, just, you know, a few variant, variants of IPAs, Saisons. Um, yeah, just the world's our oyster, really. And then we've got our old bottling line that we can do, you know, start concentrating on, you know, our barrel-aged beers and... And everything like that. So it's actually, you know, like so we've done the we've done the hard yards before. Now it's, you know, let's have some real fun, you know, and but not forget what we what we're already doing and achieving, you know, which makes us panhead, you know. So we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna start doing bullshit, you know. We're gonna, you know, still be no bullshit, you know, just love, good beer. I love that quote. We're not gonna yeah. start doing bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, that's panhead because yeah, yeah. All your beers, there, there's no compromise there. They're all. Yeah, you know, they're, they're serious beers. Even your APA yeah. is a it's great beer. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. So yeah. it's exciting. Um, what are yeah. you going to try and do with your barrel program? So we've got some um, bourbon barrels now. Um, we hopefully should uh, have a couple of um, Chardonnay barrels. Then we've got new, um, well, some old oaked, um, really old barrels that have come from um, a winery that have held some really old wine in there. Um, we're going to be able to get a hold of those. They probably won't get a lot of oak character out of it, but, you know, hopefully we can get a lot of Venus um, um, characters out of it and, you know, kind of like a neutral 
but we're just trying to use it for micro oxidation really um, and uh, try and just create beers you know just a, a, a platform of beers that we can start having a bit of fun with you know and depends on the season and move we can have you know start blending beers to create unique ones and adding different things you know Damn, that sounds exciting, Dave. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to try. Very excited, yes. Coming out. Do you have any more questions? No, I'm done. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up, uh, Mike. So much. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I, it's motivated me to go get one of your beers now. Um, oh, straight away. Yeah. And the the one that's on tap here is brewed in, in Melbourne. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Is. Cool. What do you think yeah. of it? Fantastic. Great. Good. That's There's the... a lot of characters I'd like in my beer back home. But, <laughs> you know, vice versa. But, uh, well, uh, Glenn, Glenn, the, yeah, the, the brewer, was uh, the, ca- yeah, the captain of our cricket team, and he captained yeah. well. Yeah, he's multi-skilled dude. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, he captained well, brews beer well. Obviously, we must have given him too much red wine last <laughs> night. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he didn't win you the game. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. We'll hit him up and say yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, next year, yeah. lay off the red wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. We've really appreciated it. Um, Yeah, cool. Cheers. Great.